0: Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the soundtrack to a life. to the soundtrack to a life i am chris and have always been liv is back hello and liv and i are talking about dreamers 2016 album this album does not exist <laughs> Liv,
1: <laughs> that's the best title for an album it's
0: a good title
1: <sighs> tell me about
0: your relationship with this piece of music how did you uh have this introduced to your life
1: december 2017 so spotify does this thing this playlist for you called discover Weekly where it takes what you've been listening to for the past week and then finds artists that are either similar or the same or, you know, just fit in that category and then comprises a playlist of, like, 30 songs and you can listen to it if you want to or not. I started really getting into that. This was when I was listening to, like, a lot of my Discover Weekly, a lot of Weezer, and a lot of 80s music. And the song Wolves came on and I was like, oh, this is a nice song. So I went to the album... I went to the radio for it, and then Come Down Slow came on. I was like, oh, I really like this. So I was like, I'll get the album, listen to it. This was also when we first started talking about you and I should do the first recording and what albums are I was like, I should start listening to more albums anyways. So I listened to it, and it was really good, and I really liked it. And then um skip ahead to just after March. The Ireland fiasco is over, and I'm realizing that I have a crush on a guy that probably is going to go back to his ex. Spoiler, he did. But, um, I spent the entire- after I told him I liked him, I'd spent the entire period after lunch just sitting and listening to this, uh, this whole album, and just being like, well, this is a good album to be upset to. It's also a really good album to dance to. I think I'm gonna listen to this one more. And then I got more into them, like, if you put the, like, album on the radio for, like, Spotify radio, it shows you a lot more of their stuff, so I listened to their EP that had Little Match and two other songs, and this was the only album they had released. And I just kept listening to them and listening to them. In the summer they released, uh, yeah, in August they released a, I think it's an EP called Fly, which has one of my, well, two of my all-time favorite songs by them, All Washed Out, and The Last Love Song, and it's just amazing. Uh, I really enjoy their music to, like, it's that middle between, like, punk rock and soft stuff that i listen to because like some of their songs are like hardcore and the other half are like chill so yeah
0: yeah it's a good blend of that yeah so i've listened to it a bunch of times obviously Mm -hmm. that's how this format works the opening tune this is i think this month we're doing two records with just really solid openings yeah because it is snappy as hell yeah like, it just grabs your attention immediately, and it holds it really expertly.
1: I mean, the it's called DRUGS, and it's written in all caps, so I don't know. I it, would, it Like, I listened to it. Like, I listened to it on Shuffle, because I was stupid. But um, I listened to it on Shuffle when I first heard it, and it, the, like, course came, and I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> literally, the course is, we do it for the drugs. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> messages we send our children. I
0: noted that as well. Specifically, we do it for the drugs. We can never get enough. <laughs> Uh-oh. <clears throat> it is the most irresponsible party chorus, and also one that I am a thousand percent here for. Yeah. It's
1: so much fun to dance to.
0: It's almost laid out like a march. Like, you want immediately to move your body around Yeah. for it. And I think that that is sustained further into it. Like, this whole record has a sense of urgency. It moves quickly, but it's not... So much that it does move quickly as it feels like it has to. And uh, lyrically as well. There are a lot of references to being young, whether or not something is too late or yeah. not wanting to miss things. Well,
1: there's It's Never Too Late to Dance is also another good song that definitely like when, whether or not it's too late. Like it's some of the messages you're like, wait, what? With like drugs and all that. But then like It's Never Too Late to Dance of so doing stuff that you want and like dancing while you can. Like you can you don't have to stop even if you're like 83, you can still dance, like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the only one in charge of what you can and cannot do is yourself. Yeah. Past a certain point in your life. And it's interesting how that plays together here, because it's fun music, but it's also, like, got a weird sense of anxiety Mm -hmm. to it that I think works really well in 2018, because gestures broadly (laughs) to everything... (laughs) in the world yeah, yeah um party music that's also a little bit anxious might be what we need right now mm-hmm. and it's fun for party music yeah i enjoy switch off your brain and have a good time uh style party music but this is almost like overcommit, think too hard about this yeah it is still party music and you're gonna be uneasy <laughs>
1: And I think that's what really drew me to it, because I was like, this is... what? <laughs> there are points in it where, a little bit like Thirteen Tales of uh, Bohemia, where it's like, wait, this was not what I expected. Because, like, if you listen to the whole album, and then you listen to Wolves, you're like, this is not at all the same. This is a completely different song. Yeah. <laughs> like, a almost completely different group. If it weren't for the fact that the singer has, like, very recognizable vocals, then i had been like, wait, who?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, um... It is also interesting that these two are being done because this band would have fit in yeah. 2000 to 2007 yeah. indie rock really comfortably. Bands have been making music that sounds like this since the like mid-70s, mm-hmm. but that was the period where this was the actual main commercial form of music. Yeah. Which, the production on this is very clean and very clear, and the tunes are hooky as hell. Like, yeah. The choruses will earworm you. Without making you feel like you're being bludgeoned by them. They're simple enough to sing along to the first time you go around. But there's enough meat there to stick with you. Yeah.
1: It's not too much. It's not like the chorus is like the main part of the song. The chorus will come around and you'll know it from the first time if you hear it. And you'll want to sing along to it. But it doesn't get to the point where you're like, okay, let's continue on with the song now. Yeah. It's like that perfect balance for me.
0: Yeah, this feels like a band that doesn't tour in the summertime I've so as to play on
1: tour. every festival. <laughs> really? Yeah. They've, they've been on tour since they've released uh, their EP. I think I follow their Instagram and the great thing about their Instagram is they have someone who like does some like short, quick stuff and put on their Instagram story of them performing. So I get to like have that like quick view of what it's like to see them live. And it's so cool. Nice. It's so cool.
0: I'm glad because I looked up their tour dates in preparation <laughs> for this. So yeah. that I could do the same thing as I did with Eden. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Nowhere near here.
1: <laughs> no, nowhere in Canada that being said just like Eden they're not that like I listen to people who aren't very like known I listen to people who are known but I also like prefer like if I'm gonna listen to a whole album I listen to people who aren't known to like help support that career and all that and um Beyonce I will listen to like a couple of her songs it's like everyone adores you enough already not yeah. that you're not great but like Beyonce's
0: gonna be okay
1: yeah she doesn't okay. need your she help she sold together. out a concert in Vancouver the same day as Eden was playing we're fine
0: She's the consensus best human. Yeah. If aliens come, we're sending Beyonce. I've said it before. I'll <laughs> say it again. We, yeah. <laughs> we want somebody who will represent the best parts of humanity. But she's the queen bee. And also be a little intimidating. She's the queen bee. It's I, the perfect sense. I could stand her singing fewer songs about how she's better than me specifically, the person listening to this Beyonce song. Yeah. But I mean, she is, so it's probably fair that she says so.
1: Yeah, and, I I surprise myself sometimes because like the other day I was like listening to music and then if I were a boy came and then I uh, came on and I was like oh okay I'll just listen to this and then I was like I'll just look up the lyrics and sing along and I could actually sing along and I really enjoy her older stuff just because it's a lot more natural and that's what I get from dreamers too is like even watching them like do little, little snippets of live stuff they do It's natural. It's not forced. It's very calm. And, like, it's a band that I could cover easily. If it weren't for the fact that some of their songs either swear or have messages that we should not be telling children, I'd probably be covering them with Afternoon Tea Party.
0: You know, like, you're in a punk band. Yeah. Swear and say something that's borderline offensive.
1: Ah! We're all ages punk bands, so it's more about, like, even when I turn 18, if we're still a band by then, it's, like... We have an image of, like, we're there for, like, if you look at the punk rock scene, a lot of people are, like, intense, and they're swearing and all that, and not a lot of it's all-ages stuff. But Naked is great, and she's doing a uh, show on, uh, she uh, she's doing a show on, uh, well, she would have done the show by now in November, and I was like, oh, I'll come to, like, I want to go see that. Like, she knows who After Afternoon Tea Party is, because on my birthday, 2016, she tweeted to us being like, oh, I really liked your cover of our song, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? I, I literally ran out of school and screamed.
0: I feel like your band has to go to that show.
1: Oh, we can't. It's 18+. Uh,
0: that's the worst.
1: And, like, yeah, so we're kind of, like, that thing of, like, we are the gap where we will bring you songs uh, from people that you can't see live and also give you songs that you can listen to with your kids. Like, I think our most recent one was the uh, International Women's Day back in March. We debuted a song that was talking about sexual harassment and abuse. And, we're like the, and we were, at, like, at a very, like... The Women's Center is very nice and calming. And we were just like, yeah, we're not a nice and calming band. We're sorry for the kids here, but uh, please enjoy the rock out to our songs. And we did Rebel Girl, we did Black Tea, and then we did Untied... I, I don't know what we called the one. But it was, like, it was that middle ground. And I feel like Dreamers is that we want to... I, I feel like my sound is going towards the Dreamers and the idea of that, where it's basically a three-piece. If I can learn a guitar, we could be a three-piece. Like,
0: no. See, I don't know. My thing about all ages punk shows Mm -hmm. is it never occurred to me that that would also be applied to the tenor of punk rock i just felt like it was someplace that's not a bar and any age was allowed in because there was no liquor
1: uh no uh so
0: but if for example somebody wanted to do a cover of nazi punks fuck off they would be allowed to do so
1: it's a bit lenient so like with girls rock camp and like being a band that comes from that we want to like uphold the like image of It's not terrifying. We're a hardcore band, but it's not terrifying. It's not, like, harsh and singing songs like that. But I recently went to Punk Rock Bowling, which is a knowledgeless thing. They were selling liquor, and the bands were playing stuff like that. It was just more of a thing of, like, there are also songs that kids can do. And, hey, there's bowling to distract your kids. It's like a punk rock show to take your kids to so that you can listen to punk rock and they can bowl. That makes sense. And it was lackluster.
0: No offense to Major Minor Music. See, for me, it was um, at the... Union Hall in Kensington, and there were absolutely not people bringing their kids. Like,
1: I, I, one more year and I'll be able to go to those. 13,
0: 14, I was the uh, youngest person there. The oldest person there were maybe 20.
1: I, I wish there was more stuff like that, but it's difficult to, like, even in the world where we're connected by social media, it's difficult to find stuff like that. For you don't have to be, like, 18 to come, but yeah, like, it's not a thing that you could bring your, like, two year old to.
0: That makes sense. Although I've seen people bring two-year-olds to some seriously really? questionable shows.
1: Um, I mean, there was, I think there was, I saw a couple parents at, like, people holding kids at the um, Queens of the Stone Age show, and, like, the kids had, like, headphones on and all that. Which, I mean, like, yeah, if that's how you want to raise your kid, like, I'm not against that. You do you, but for me, I was like, the kid's not even going to remember it. Why waste the money?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean. Who knows? I don't know. Expose your kid to a story.
1: That's their, very true. Their,
0: their first gig was now Queens of the Stone Age at the age of two. <laughs> that sounds fun. If asked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'll remember it. The, like the first time they go to a show, they'll be like, oh, it was like this random, like, kid person that they really liked. But then the parents can be like, it was really Queens of the Stone Age. My kid is much cooler than they learned. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's really important that everyone know. Yeah. What was your first show?
1: My first show, depends on what you describe show. I went to, I think it was Selena Gomez for, like, concerts that, like, were big names. Yeah, Selena Gomez, and then Queens of Stone Age. Like, I just dropped off the map for big-time concert oh, stuff. Wow. But I would say my first, like, vocal show that I'd gone to was the GRCC Showcase. Uh, the first year I was there, where Afternoon Tea Party came out. And ever since I've been going to stuff for that, like, too, like...
0: Wait, where Afternoon Tea Party came out? Yeah. Your first gig was your own?
1: Yeah. You're
0: burying the lead. That's a (laughs) badass story.
1: (laughs) Well, like, yeah, basically. Well, I...
0: That story...
1: My first punk rock gig. ...should buy you
0: drinks in your (laughs) mid-twenties.
1: My first punk rock gig was that. But, like, I was, like, I'd performed at the talent show, and I'd perform at my grade nine farewell... But that was, like, we're not going to talk about my Great Night Feral. That was so bad I was out of key. It was awful. But I performed a punk song there, too. I performed Tomorrow by Set It Off, which, like, it fit the thing Okay, hey, moving on to the future. And it doesn't seem like a punk song, but, like, early Set It Off is super, also very similar to these guys. Like, super great punk band. But, yeah, I, it was, yeah, my first show was where i to dating t Party Blade. And then I did, like, for me, I'm, I'm always that person who is, like, oh, they're either, like, super intense or they're either super soft when you look at me. Because, like, I'll be walking around refuses in a friggin' leather jacket or I'll be wearing, like, a dress. And so I went, to... I've done this every year now where it's, like, I'm in, like, hardcore bands and then I'm doing, like, nice ukulele covers as in between shows. And it's yeah. just, <laughs> I love throwing people in a loop for that.
0: Yeah. So, listeners at home, if you care enough, comment whether you think Dreamers are an all-ages-appropriate band or not an all-ages-appropriate band. I'm going to continue to maintain that they are. Because, <laughs> frankly...
1: I mean, okay, Kids but like... Kids should be allowed when, to
0: listen to what they if want. If you
1: have a kid, do you want them to... Like, here's the here's right. the big debate about it. Talking about the song Drugs. If you have a kid, do you want them to be listening to that, for that and being like, yeah, and like screaming that? You
0: can't stop your kid from listening to songs about drugs. So many songs are about drugs.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, all of the songs that I listen to are like...
0: Oh Most songs th- are about drugs.
1: I listen to the song... And I only listened to it for one line, and, like, people are probably annoyed about me talking about it now, but it's called Smack-A-Bitch. And it's, okay. like, my song, like, when I listen to music, I emit—I feel like I emit aura. And this is, like, the, like, don't fuck with me, I'm in a mood, I will end you. And it's called smack and the line is, if I see you in the street, your ass is done. I don't need your opinion. And it's the only line that I, like, know from it. But I'm, like, jamming out, and it's all about, like, fucking people up, and I'm yeah. like, yeah!
0: <laughs> I spent a good portion of the early 90s listening to... Arguably, too much Ice Cube for a white dude in the suburbs. I mean, I'm listening. But Ice Cube is real good, and he gets you real pumped up. And yeah, I'm not allowed to say, I want to say two-thirds of the words in an Ice Cube <laughs> song from 1992 out loud. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah. At the time.
1: Maybe? I
0: probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And I think
1: didn't. Uh, the first song I that hope I... didn't. First time I swore because the song was an Avril Lavigne song. My aunt, who lives in Australia now, bought me an iPod Nano, or no, not an iPod Nano, an iPod Shuffle, like the small squares. It oh, was yeah. pink, and I was like, "Yes, it's the best thing ever." I had Avril Lavigne's Girlfriend album on it, like that was the first album, where I was like, "Yeah, this is mine." And um, <laughs> there was uh, I think it was Motherfuckers, and, all that, and I was like, I lip, I didn't even say it. I think I lip synced it. My mom was like, "No iPod for you for the rest of the week," and I was like, "What?
0: Did oh, I do? No!" <laughs> but
1: at the time, I was like six in kindergarten and we were it was yeah Avril Lavigne was she's amazing I think she's been replaced by the Illuminati though because like why would she write a song like Hello Kitty after everything she's done in the early 2000s she just wants am I wrong
0: (laughs) remember last time two weeks ago when we were talking about Danny Warhol's yeah and I was gonna I told you that as you aged more and more of your favorite artists were gonna release records that make you go oh oh no (laughs) Does Avril Lavigne suck now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's like crushing to six-year-old me. I'm like, no! That's
0: really disappointing. I've been a
1: punk rock kid since the beginning, except my punk rock was like Pink Hair Streaks and Avril Lavigne. You know (laughs) know what? That's the best type of punk rock.
0: Avril Lavigne does a good job of introducing punk rock to people who otherwise had not heard it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that. Um, This would be a good introduction album, too, for my friends, of like, here's some, like, calmer punk rock compared to, like, yeah. Billy Talent yeah. and Queens of the Stone Age and stuff like that, where it's, like, intense. Even Set here's, It Off is a bit much. Here's
0: what an, here's what an indie band can do.
1: Yeah, here's like, what an indie band can do in a, like, rock scene.
0: This is definitively a post-strokes band. Like, this is all distorted vocals and dance punk guitar and just a ton of attitude. I just love
1: dancing. In it's... a way that yeah. I am
0: here yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. I like the kind of twee, oversensitive, Bell and Sebastian inspired indie rock as well. But this branch of that tree really swaggers. Yeah. <laughs> this is what people sound like when they have total self-belief.
1: And like, watching that, like, I'm not, like I said last time we recorded, I'm, I'm not a person to like, know a lot about the band. I know there's like three people. But, like, I look at their Instagram, and I'm, like, interested, and I watch the Instagram story, which usually I just skip over, because I don't give a shit about your life, Janet, move on. But, like, for them, I'm, like, watching it, and I'm, like, oh, this is from their show last night, and stuff like that, and then they're, like, talking to the people, like, through the Instagram story, and I'm, like, oh, this is actually, like, they're actually cool people. One of them has purple hair. I'm so down yeah. for that.
0: This is a band that it is easy to like. Yeah. Because they believe in themselves so hard that you immediately get on board, because they must know what they're talking about. Yeah. In a way that I'm very much enjoying. This is the kind of band that I would want. Mm-hmm. I know that we're not doing guitar music this year. Uh, Apparently. I mean, it comes in waves, right? Yeah. Uh, you do a dance music phase, you do a kids bop music phase, I you love do kids a <laughs> guitar music phase, and then you alternate, and everybody gets something to grow up with. But it would be great if these guys found really wide success.
1: I really hope they do. They seem to do, because, like, when you, like, again, watching like the clips from the live shows they seem to have a lot of fans packed in there and all that it's not mosh pit but like it's definitely everyone's like moving around to it and it's great and like they they deserve a lot of recognition for the songs they've done like there's a not on this album but on the fly album ep whatever all washed out has a point where it's like the first time i heard it i immediately stood out to me and i was like why aren't people doing more of this? Like, this is the coolest shit ever. Where it's like, you go from the bridge in the chorus, and you're, like, singing, and then, like, a lot of, like, the drums drop out, the, a lot of the distortion on the guitar drops out, so you can actually hear the guitar strumming. And then just before the cor the first, like, half of the chorus ends, it jumps back in, and it's, oh, it's so amazing. I can't explain yeah. it with words. You have to listen to it, but it's so good.
0: It's It's a really great record. Yeah. So, but what does, for a band like this, widespread success, even?
1: I mean, like, they seem happy with what they have What is it? What what is it? Like a
0: high-profile commercial?
1: <laughs> I don't think they do. One I song that's all over the radio. Anymore. Yeah. well, uh, like, And I then think, they
0: try to keep as much of that audience as they can?
1: Uh, yeah, and, like, I think right now they've got a song that's, like, number 27 on the hot Billboard 100. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Um, that's a
0: decent-sized Yeah, like that for a guitar a band.
1: Good, good number. And, like, it's a shame that, like, People are like, oh, pop's way better, and like, there's like kind of like that. Oh, but it's not like poppy, but it's like it's still stuff you can dance to. It's not like EDM, but you can still like move to it. It's it's under. I feel like it's a bit underappreciated.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you get two or three indie bands a year. Yeah, having one world conquering song. Yeah, like you can't in a world that has Portugal Uh, the man, man, the man (laughs) in it.
1: one song that i know so yeah i know thing. that's
0: their one song they, they did a high profile commercial <laughs> got a song all over the radio yeah and then starting next year they're going to see how much of that audience they can maintain uh, that's the challenge that's i the mean challenge. That, that song kills it, it. that's yeah. a great song it's catchy it was everywhere too yeah just
1: feel it's still. Yeah. anyways <laughs> <laughs> but like for them i like i'm thinking about even the song that they picked as their like the high-profile, like, the song that goes on the radio. I don't know. I feel like they could have picked a better one. Like, Come Down Slow. I mean,
0: it's on the radio. It's
1: on the radio, which is In a way that apparently
0: is getting them on mainstream pop charts. Yeah. So, apparently, they picked it well.
1: They picked it well, but, like, Like personally. You
0: can't argue with success. (laughs)
1: Yeah, personally, I was like, if they were to pick from this album, I would say Come Down Slow is a really good one. Drugs is a really good one. Little New Moon, also, like, those ones are really good choices. I love Come Down Slow. So, like, Fume, like, Come Down Slow for Dreamers is, like, Fumes for Eat for me. Yep. It's that song for, like, oh, it's so amazing. And then, like, they also have Sweet Disaster and Painkiller, which are amazing, and they have acoustic versions on Spotify for that. And it's just, oh, I jam out to all of it. Like, I literally just put their entire, like, artist stuff on shuffle, and I jam out to it. And, like, most albums nowadays, uh, it's just shuffle and it's good. But, like, This one you can either listen to in order or you can shuffle it and it still kind of works for me.
0: Yeah, it's good summertimey sounding Mm -hmm. music. It sounds good at a house party or a barbecue or some such really energetic gathering of people in a way that I really appreciate. Would you rather see uh, Dreamers play in a grotty club downtown with a couple 300 other people and that level of intimacy? Yeah. Or main stage at a festival? In the midst Club. of a 4,000-person mosh pit.
1: Club. Because, one, the mosh pit would ruin the experience for me just because I don't I don't want to mosh to their music. I just want to move to their mo- uh, music.
0: you got to get a better attitude toward mosh pits. Well,
1: no, I'm, it's not a good thing. Calgary like...
0: will mosh to anything. And then... Leonard Cohen had a mosh pit one time in the mid-'90s, <laughs> and all that I could think was, well, I guess that's just our town.
1: You know what? And the, you know what? That's great. But, like for them for me it's like i'd rather look at the screen and have a space where i could move to them freely for that but the club like eden i'm like this is my this is my little personal band for me not a lot of people listen to them i have they for me and so like if it's with a uh, like 4000 people like there were some people at like stampede who go to like the big shows who are just there because it's live music. Which, I mean, yeah. that's cool. And, like, it's the same with Folk Fest and stuff like that. That's cool. You do you. Like, whatever. Yeah, you're here but to like, see
0: a different band play in an hour, and yeah. you've got an hour to kill. Like, yeah, cool.
1: but, like, I don't care if the place is gross. Like, it's the... These are people who really appreciate the music. And it's the same when, like, going to see Eden live. It was, like, yeah, there were other, like, girlfriends that were, like, oh, my boyfriend joined me. But, like, the guys that were there and, like, the couple girls that, like, were also there that were wanting to be there, it was, like, the intimacy of having that. And it's so, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's something about, like, being in giant crowds for me that I'm, like, it's it's less fun.
0: That makes sense. You'd rather have the small, passionate crowd around you.
1: It's also easier for me to get to the stage.
0: True. Which, this is good music for that. Yeah. Indie rock has the most fans. It, not in terms of number of fans, but amount of fandom. Yeah. Uh, it's just,
1: there's just, we're everywhere. Everyone, everyone likes at least one indie rock band.
0: Yeah. There's not another genre of music where 30 or 40% of the audience is dressed like the singer from the band by accident. Yeah. More than indie rock.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. And if you were to try and do that with Pop, you'd get a bunch of like thirteen-year-olds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Come on, Pop's having a pretty good year. Pop
1: is having an okay year, from my opinion. That I like Janelle
0: Monet records really good. Yeah, that Christine and the Queens records really good. I don't know. Who that is. Oh, you should listen to that. Okay, that's real fucking good. I want to Again... see some French disco. Ooh, she will sing you um... disco songs in French. <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah, talking about that, I'm re- weirdly like getting into like music that is not English. So like right now my interest is uh, I don't even know what language I think one of the songs I listen to is like EDM with German and Turkish lyrics and I'm like okay sure. then it's a fun song and I love walking to it too just like walking around I'm like yeah this is a good song to adapt to but um but then like there's also rap that I'm not that's not in that I got really into like the French scene of like when you're okay so if you're a French student and you were like oh yeah I know French music who is great. He did Papa Ute, He did A La Rondance. Uh, like, there's good songs by his, but it's like, that's the go-to French guy. There's a couple other people that I was listening to that I really like. There's um, Camilla something, who has um, C'est Moi, and it's such a nice poppy song that I love just, like, moving to. Yeah, I've listening to a lot of dance music for me recently.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's because dance music is better this year. Yeah, yeah. All of... This is something that I realized earlier in the year. All of the pop and dance music that I'm listening to this year, that is being released now, is by artists who are contemporary. Yeah. And all of the guitar music that I'm getting into this year is by bands from 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. Having a late career resurgence. Yeah. And a lot of them are doing the best work of their life, and all of those records sound amazing, and I love them. But that's not a healthy state for guitar music to live in. Uh huh. All of my favorite guitar music records are from bands that I liked 20 years ago. Yeah. That's not great. Meanwhile, my favorite piece of dance music is from somebody releasing their second album this year. Yeah. That's a healthy state of music.
1: And, like, I also feel like with the, like, dance music and the, like, pop is a weird, like, pop is popular. And poppy music. (laughs) It's just, for that, that's constantly changing. Yeah. And so, same with dance music, because, like, this is, like, indie rock and all of that, but there's also, like, EDM. Like, there's different types of stuff, but, like, I'm listening to pop stuff, and you listen, like, if you watch Netflix, and, like, you've seen To All the Boys I Loved Before, or Sierra Burgess is a Loser, definitely watch the first one that I mentioned, because that one's better than the second one. That's just my opinions. And it's, like, thirteen romance films, but, like, the music in it is, like, music that I would listen to, and, like, it's, like, indie music. Like, it's not, ni- it's not, there's a light being shown on, like, this kind like dreamers music and indie bands that I think I didn't I haven't seen before in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, they moved. Well, I mean, pop fragmented. Yeah, there is no four quadrant. Yeah, pop star anymore. The last one was I want to say Justin Timberlake. Justin Bieber. Mm, ugh, no. Mm. Here's the thing about it: people like Madonna <laughs> or Prince or Timberlake. Yeah. People in their 40s would listen to as well as people. Okay.
1: I get what you're <laughs> saying. Um, like, I'm trying to you find a different of that for me. You could have somebody
0: who just hit everyone on earth. Yeah. And now Guess we it. are all talking about this person Beyonce. That's yeah. It. That's could a good be modern
1: one. Um, she was,
0: But I mean, like, she was roughly contemporaneous with uh, Timberlake. Like, yeah. Like, she's a 2000s artist, early 2000s artist, yeah. who has hung around being the best person in the world at making this kind of music.
1: And and she found what she's good at, and she kept doing it. And then when the times changed, she found a way to make that into what people like now.
0: Yeah. She is a global superstar. She is a tenured pop star. Yeah. If she took 20 years off right now, and then released a piece of music...
1: Everyone would buy it.
0: It would be the only news story.
1: Yeah. No matter what happened.
0: She made front pages of magazines by not doing any work to promote a record. She just announced it on Twitter... And And you could download it a half hour later, and we spent weeks deconstructing what that means for the state of pop music going forward, that Beyonce could do this and we would just let her. See, and... There's not that anymore. We don't have that in music. Yeah. I think that that is what we had to give up in exchange for a world where you could find literally anything at a moment's notice, because not everybody's going to find the same thing.
1: And, like, talking about, like, just dropping an album out of nowhere, well... I'm pretty sure Dreamers was building up to this, but I'm, again, oblivious to a lot of stuff like that. The only reason that I knew that there was a new album with my favorite song, so All Washed Out, was the single from Fly. And then, all of a sudden, like, Girl in a Misfit t-shirt is on my release radar, which is another Spotify-made playlist that shows you new songs every Friday from, yeah. like, artists that you've listened to before. And I was like, oh, what's this? And then I go, and there's, like, a whole new bunch of songs. So I'm like, oh, when did this happen?
0: I guess yesterday. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. I feel like Spotify's really good at promoting that stuff. And, like, when Gorillaz dropped their new stuff, which wasn't that bad for, like, in my opinion, it was just, like, I feel like it was, like, B-List songs that couldn't make it onto humans.
0: That's literally what it was, right? Yeah. They recorded all of that.
1: For um, humans, but they just didn't fit. But it was good I'm on its own album. Yeah.
0: I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna go deeply into um, Gorillaz because people mm. listening to this show literally just listened to an episode about Gorillaz. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're not gonna go too deep with yeah. that. But, but they like, do
0: it they do a big they do a big record and then a supplementary record about a year later.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: And then they take an actual break. Yeah. Because Damon
1: He has, has other has, things. He has
0: like five different bands. Yeah. But yeah, there's two there's two records released more or less simultaneously and one huh. of them was the main one.
1: I didn't realise that. But like the I was I just happened to be on Spotify and then Spotify was like, You listen to Gorillas, List, here's the new album that just got released. And yeah. I was like, uh, okay. And then I listened to it. And it wasn't bad. But, like, I, Spotify's really good at that. And then it was, like...
0: My favorite is when they put up something ridiculous.
1: Like Shawn Mendes' new album just popped uh, up on my feed. Did it? <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, Shawn Mendes just dropped a new album.
0: I got earlier in the year, you might be interested in Sting and Shaggy doing a reggae record together. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I mean... I'm, I mean... I'm offended that you would think that about me. Um, but also... I'm definitely I'm gonna to it. going to listen to Sting and Shaggy doing a reggae record
1: together. That's why I love. Okay, so Spotify is no tea, no shade, which is great. Um, Spotify is better than Apple Music. Okay. It gives you playlists that are geared like, like you said with Apple Music last time. It's like you got to have like thousands upon thousands of songs and stuff for the Genius function to really work. Spotify just does it automatically with whatever you've been listening to. If you've got five songs in your uh, friggin' save stuff, then they'll use those and, like, whatever you're frequently listening to. Yeah, and
0: it'll just improve over time.
1: And then as you gain more songs, you get, like, the release radar. I have people that I only have one song to that they'll be like, here, you might like this because it's one of their new songs, and I'll be like, oh, whatever. But there's also some, like, gems in there. So, yeah. Like, that's how I found out about All Washed Out. But, like, Dreamers for, like, Spotify... I have to to really thank Spotify for Dreamers because it was, like, I found Wolves in my December, just after Christmas, actually. Yeah, I can remember it specifically Christmas Day. Uh, We had just finished opening presents and all that. Wolves was on it. There was also Better Than Me, which I can't remember. The band starts with a B, but it was such a good song. And it hit me really deeply. But that week was just, like, really good music for my Discover Weekly. Like, it had Pup on there, too, Sleep in the Heat. And, like... Wolves kind of stood out to me because it wasn't like the other ones the other ones were a bit more hardcore rock than this one and then like a couple weeks later Come Down Slow comes on it and I'm like okay like this is stuff and then a couple weeks later I'm like I really like this song I'm gonna listen to like the radio which is just recommended songs to that and it was yeah it really like opened my eyes to like whoa this is a mini genre of their own
0: it's interesting and it I think answers my question from two weeks ago what? what are the gatekeepers now? If Spotify. it's not much music or MTV or the radio, it is. It is absolutely
1: Spotify and Apple sp- Music with Spotify their Spotify
0: algorithms and Apple algorithms. And arguably it's not ideal to let a computer program yeah. make those decisions. Yeah. But it wasn't an ideal thing for a dude in his 50s in charge of a record company yeah, so <laughs> to make those decisions either.
1: It's, it's all fit- It's fitting for the age. And like. Yeah, it's just, like, the gatekeepers of, like, yeah, I definitely feel like that's fitting for what Discover Weekly is for Spotify.
0: Yeah, it's all algorithms and podcasts (laughs) about hyper-specific.
1: I, oh my god, oh my god, what was, there was a podcast that freaked me out because it was, like, just front page, like, here's stuff that you might like. I've never listened to uh, podcasts on Spotify. Well, I think I did once for social studies, and it was about the assassination of a former um, Russian agent
0: so specific
1: social studies <laughs> we're talking about fascism yeah. communism all that stuff dictators it was like me my friend in a porno or something like that and i was like why the fuck am i getting recommended this and there's those occasional songs where you're like where the fuck did this come from yeah <laughs> what happened spotify
0: which like are we talking about things where it's just completely baffling to you yes because my issue with things like that is that they would recommend songs that were similar in tone and style to the music that you like. But just worse. Yeah. This is the the garbage version of music that I listen to, Spotify. You have to get it together. I demand more quality. Oh, wait. You're not a thing that exists that I can appeal to.
1: I I actually find it really helpful to use the like and dislike uh, button for that stuff. That's useful. And then if you like it, like if you say, like, I enjoy this stuff, it will add it to your library and if you just want to remove it, you should remove it. But if you dislike it, it will, for that playing shuffle period that it has, it won't play that song for you, so you don't have to hear it. So you'll have to constantly dislike it once, every time you reshuffle, but that also really helps, because then it does stuff. Like, Dad ended up using, like, one of the weeks he had Discover Weekly, it was, like, really bad rap songs by people that no one knew, and he was like, I don't want this! That seems... <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Like, what, what is this? Having,
0: having hung out with Mike. yeah <laughs>
1: Well, it's Literally, no was, part of his personality would give the him, impression. I was making him listen to Bust a Move by Young MC a lot. I was practicing the. Rap oh, to Dad, that that's on you. Yeah, that's my <laughs> fault. Sorry, you Dad. You poisoned
0: his timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time, though. I don't use the uh, I don't use the Discover functions on Spotify that much. You
1: should. It's it's really helpful.
0: Maybe I should. I use the new releases one quite a lot. Yeah. But as far as discovering new bands, I mostly force people to come to my house and then tell me about their favorite band.
1: Well, I mean, that's also um, a good method. It's not bad. It's like, not so far. I'm here. But, like, also, like, yeah, I found quite a few bands through that. I'm trying to think of any others I found. I can't, like, Dreamers is the only one I can say off my top of my head. And it just, like, after hearing those two songs, it just kept following me. Because, like, I had those two songs, and, like, I had the album, but I hadn't, like, fully given it the chance. And then I was in Ireland, and then I heard talk from my choir teacher that her kids wanted her to constantly sing Zombie by the Cranberries because yeah. of like what happened and like she like always felt bad about singing it just because like what happened to the I think the lead singer died.
0: Yeah, the lead singer passed yeah. recently. I was um surprised by how deeply that affected me. I yeah. had not um... I
1: had heard that that was the only song that I heard yeah. of theirs, but it was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I had not thought about that band yeah. in about ten years and then
1: Shit, they're dead. Just crushed <laughs> Oh shit, that's yeah.
0: real bad. <laughs>
1: but um Dreamers did a cover of it at fuck it's so good nice like it'll make me cry like the original song is amazing and like the fact that it's a cover kind of changes it but like if i'm like in a mood much like when i listen to eden i'll like cry and listen to their music yeah. and like it's one of the few songs because most of their songs are very like upbeat and jumpy but like come down slow and zombie will make me and all Wash out will make me full on burst into tears because just like memories with them of, like, Come Down Slow. I happen to be listening to as I watched my best friend basically push herself away from me. Zombie just is, like, the lyrics alone and in this day and age is fucking...
0: Yeah. It's prescient song. And then
1: All Washed Out, I just, like, there was a lot of drama uh, this summer for me and it was just all happening with that basically playing in the background and it was like, oh, fuck, okay.
0: Yeah. These guys are easy to be uh, very compelled by. I would like to see them live. I should cyberbully...
1: <laughs> so I either
0: Dickens or Commonwealth to extending them an invitation the next time they're touring anywhere near Calgary, which I think
1: the closest granted Portland.
0: does not help you. No. But I well would, hey hey I they... would but go that's see your thing. favorite band and then <laughs> I would tell you about it, but here's which the thing. is basically the same. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: That might not happen until like who knows maybe next November and by then I'll be 18. There you go. So
0: problem solved.
1: Jesus fucking Christ, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 18 soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be an adult
1: ah uh, being an adult just from the perspective of being a teenager that already has to take on adult responsibilities like taking care of children like with the babysitting I do hire me if you need a babysitter by the way <laughs> um with the babysitting I do for my cousins and family friends and all that and then also like having to apply for university and stuff like that it's uh, it's a bit much yeah. it's a, and then looking like because dad just started university again and looking at what he's doing to like even excel in these classes i'm like oh fuck i'm so lazy <laughs> i need to change shit like i went into this year and i'm like okay i'm gonna have two notebooks for every subject and write down all of the notes twice at least and all that i'm mostly keeping that for social studies and math but kevin i'm just like eh, he prints out the notes for us so i'll just highlight yeah. <laughs> it's
0: fine well plus in university it's classes that you've chosen
1: mm-hmm. um... being a music program there wouldn't be much like well there of course there'll be lecture stuff but it won't be like here's the social politics of this. Yeah, here's good. the chemical formula for this. Like, yeah. it's, no, you're not good.
0: You're going to need a science class. Mm-hmm. Ask around and see which one's easy because you are taking a music degree and it doesn't matter to your life.
1: The science of cooking at UFC, apparently. Is that the one? Uh, That's what Dad might be doing. The science of cooking where it's like you take a cooking class and you learn about... I don't know. Chem or something. Food science. It. Food science. Food and science is it, weird. You do it like in the summer, I think. And I'm like, ah, yeah, if you're taking that, Dad, just make sure you... Make good food so that yep. I can have it later because I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> I, read, uh, I read that I bought by accident by misunderstanding the uh, assignment. Yeah. A book on the history of how they make Twinkies. <laughs> which I thought was going to be like a super Size me type affair that would horrify yeah. me. But it's actually a really loving look at the history of food science through the 20th century. And how we as a culture have developed with regard to being able to more effectively make and transport food from place to place. Yeah. Told through...
1: Twinkies. The lens,
0: yeah, of uh, moist cake (laughs) 60 days after it's been baked.
1: Wait, really?
0: Twinkies are moist cake 60 days after they come out of the oven? (sighs) Okay. That's interesting. Okay. A lot of science went into that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it's spam. Like yeah can of meat
0: it's science cake
1: it's science cake that, that's fun yeah <laughs> we had to well i mean like there was in chem even there's like those few labs where you're like oh yay there's like fun stuff we burnt junk food for thermochemistry and i wasn't there for that i was in vancouver having fun and you know living my life <laughs> um but like there are parts of it like i don't know high school science is bullshit and i'm looking at it i'm like my chem marks now are like not the best I can, I'm going to make them better. I'm going to make them better, but they're not the best right now. I'm like, why didn't I do physics? That's math-based, and I'm doing great at math. I've got an 80 in math. That's the best I've done in three years. So that's why I didn't do physics. Yeah,
0: it checks <laughs> out. <It> checks <laughs> out. Good teacher? Like, what's Oh, my God, yeah. On? My
1: teacher – no, okay. Gushing about my teachers. So my teachers this semester are great. I've got the usual band teachers I've always had, and then a really fast-talking math teacher who thinks I'm, like, the shit. Because I just, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to lie, what you said up there makes no sense to me. Can you just explain it personally? And she's like, yeah, here you go. (laughs) I also sit by her desk so she knows that I'm doing my shit. My social teacher is the same social teacher as last year, and he is intimidating as all hell, but, like, he wants people to do good. And then my chem teacher is the same, too, and he's the first teacher I really, like, was like, okay, what am I doing? (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I'm super nervous for next year uh next semester just because my French teacher next semester is like I don't know who she is, like all that. But I do know one of the books we're reading is uh L'Etranger by Albert Camus, which oh, yeah. everyone like dad's losing a shit about that yeah. I'm reading and I'm like, you read it in you read it when you were in grade twelve, why shouldn't I read it? Like
0: Oh. I misjudged the entire <laughs> tone of that. <laughs> yeah. He's really uh, losing He's, really, he's, he's really, losing no, he's, his shit against
1: no, he is for it.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I was
1: like, why is it any different now? Like, it's still, like, a grade 12 book you have to read. No, i he's been just reading ex- it since grade 8. He's
0: just excited for you. Yeah. It's a real fucking good book. I'll
1: probably just borrow his English copy, even though I have my own. His copy is more recent. Um,
0: Like how I'll watch BoJack Horseman, and then later Chelsea will watch Bo- BoJack Horseman, <laughs> and she is now my favorite show.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Somebody interacting with something that you've always loved yeah. is exciting to watch and then find out in real time what they think about it which is what this show is also which brings us to the end
1: oh wow that was fast fast.
0: it's been 50 minutes
1: jesus christ yeah we got
0: off on a tear
1: wow okay at least we talked more about it this
0: time (laughs) that's a fact we went less off the rails this time apologies again to dandy warhol's fans
1: you were in their great band and they made me think maybe i should be andy warhol for halloween
0: That'd be a good Halloween costume. I
1: know, right? But I don't have a wig and, or, and a black turtleneck. I have a green turtleneck I could do, but I don't have a blonde
0: wig. I feel like you could get a white wig. Yeah, we'll
1: figure something out. Oh, I'll go shopping tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's the... Oh, I don't have time tomorrow. Damn it. Okay, whatever. We'll figure something out.
0: <laughs> uh, this has been the soundtrack to live. We're going to close by me uh, answering three questions, because I answer questions at the end of the second episode of the month. You've figured this out by now. I am going to listen to this record again. I'm going to listen to more music by these guys again. I am going to go to see these people play live in Calgary, with both of your parents, but not you. You will go with me. Before you turn 18. No. So they will not let you in. (laughs) That's
1: so mean. And then we're going to be
0: dicks about it on social media.
1: (laughs) Just live tweeting, wow, these guys are so good. And I'm just refreshing my Twitter feed. Liv would really
0: enjoy this. Wow, they're playing (laughs)
1: Liv's favorite song.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) Perfect. And we're going to close the episode tonight on shooting shadows. Yes. Uh, this has been the Soundtrack to a Life. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Soundtrackcast, Soundtrackcast.com. Like, rate, review, share, tell your friends about us. Do all them great things you do with podcasts. Follow Liv's band on Instagram. Woo! If she gets ten thousand followers, companies start giving her shit to wear and photographs on Instagram. Oh wow. I think. Is that how Instagram works? I don't know. You had a critical mass mean, like, of followers.
1: I, like, there's kids in my age who are like, I'm a model on Instagram. I'm like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, just because someone's like, yeah, wear the stuff, and then we'll pay you, like, 30 bucks. And it's like, cool, whatever. Counts. Yeah, it's it's whatever.
0: Counts. Totally counts. You're not a well-paid model on Instagram nope, by not. any stretch but of the like, imagination. You no, know, whatever. If it's stuff that you like anyway, just do it for the free swag. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah, not going to wear it. I, I
1: actually don't mind that. Yeah. Hey, Instagram uh, people, I can model for you.
0: Everyone follow Lives band on Instagram. Woo! This has been Soundtrack to a Life. Say the name of your band's Instagram. We're so bad at
1: Afternoon Tea Party YYC. <laughs> All one word. <more. laughs> All one word. I've said it, like, in four different things now, though, so.
0: It's true. So, uh, that's been the Soundtrack to a Life. Tune in in two weeks' time, give or take, for, I guess... 2018, a year in review.